0: This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in 3, 2, 1. What's that from? Snake Man. I knew what that f***ing was. Hang on, is that Snake Man really? No.
1: No, it's uh, it's one Flash of Man. those men. It's okay, slash Man. Flash Are you recording?
0: Man. Are you recording? I'm recording. Are you recording? Res- I was recording, recording? the whole Are you time. Recording? There's like Are you a nice recording? big
1: dead space time now. Dead, dead space. that's like video game.
0: This piece is a video game. That Jinx I have personal drinks. Buy me a coke.
1: No, I said it first. That wasn't even close to at the same time. Jinx personal
0: drinks. Buy me a coke.
1: That you have to say things at the same time. To Jinx make personal that...
0: drinks. Buy me a coke. I have an actual, actual drink t- tonight. Tonight because Jinx personal drinks. Buy me a coke.
1: <laughs> You've driven me to actual it's actual
0: drink. drink. Jinx, buy me. Jinx, personal drink. Try, buy me a coke. No, no I did it first. <laughs> Hello, you. Oh. How are you? Oh, sweet. I am. I'm great. I. Uh, I was talking to the viewer.
1: I'm great. Thank you for asking me. That Don't care really about you. <laughs> really Don't nice of you to say.
0: Even care and this is episode 70 of Unqualified Gamers. That's how reporters talk. That's not to you. how
1: reporters talk. Reporters yes, talk like normal, no, it they, is. Talk, they talk like normal. That's how Casey Kasem used to talk.
0: I am Cody Goff and this is Jonathan Martin.
1: Only he John? wasn't so he wasn't so uh uh, like, he kind of wasn't so enunciative. That's not a word. It could be a word, though. Actually, that
0: should be a word. I slur my words. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's uh, just like Casey Kasem. Is it? I, like, I literally know nothing about Casey Kasem. I know he was a broadcaster.
1: Did you know he was the voice of uh, Shaggy in Scooby-Doo?
0: Are you serious?
1: For basically, like, 30 years. Okay. Yeah. No, he really was. He really was the voice of Shaggy and Scooby. No, I that's believe not, you because uh, if you joke.
0: had made that up, it, it wouldn't have been funny. It's like it's, it's not, not a joke.
1: It's actually not funny, even though it's the truth. Like it's not funny. It's well, not no, funny it's thing.
0: not funny at all. But that's what I'm saying is like if it's not true, then it's just something terrible you said for literally no purpose. Like there, there would be no humor coming out of it or factual factness. Okay. So it would have just d- complete waste of of everything. Literally, so it, that's how I surmised that it was factual.
1: That sentence that wasn't even proper English. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a bit of difference.
0: So um, here on episode seventy, we're going to be talking about a couple things. John will be talking about. Do you mind if I say what you'll be? No, talking No, you about? can
1: you can f-ing all over everything I wanted to say. Let's just let's just do that. That's great. That's good for everybody.
0: You realize I cannot censor your swears on the YouTube after, like, when we post this. I can only censor it in our digitally remastered audio podcast that goes up on Thursdays. Yeah, that's why
1: I I tend to not swear as much anymore. Yeah, well. Ass. You
0: just did three times. Literally three times.
1: You're going to have to. It looks like you're going to have to edit that out.
0: John's going to talk about a Batman game. Doesn't matter which one. It's probably stupid, just like him. I'm going to talk about what we've been up to on our YouTube channel and why and how and actually all of those things. John's going to drink, and we are going to warm up with a lightning round of video games right after we talk about our lives, our real lives.
1: We do have those.
0: Because we realize that you're probably watching slash listening to us because you think we are the coolest two people you've literally ever met, and you want to know all about our lives so that you there's a good
1: chance you haven't met us.
0: There Is it is a good chance or like a 50-50 chance? It's
1: probably fifty-fifty 50-50 chance you haven't met us. 50
0: chance. So what did you do this weekend? Let me guess. Something to do with working in a pharmacy or babies.
1: Uh, no. I mean, I took care of a baby because when you have a baby, that's what you do.
0: So I was right. So
1: that was part of it. But, I mean, I think at this point now you can just assume that was something that happened.
0: I uh, literally just did that.
1: Actually, it was a weekend off, so that was great. So there was a lot of good video gaming time in there, and that was actually the reason why I was able to start a new video game, because it's been a very long time since I've kind of started a new video game. Um, but the big thing I got to do this weekend was I got to plant all of the vegetables in my garden, which I was pretty excited about. So I am kind of a... Amateur green thumb. This is the second year now that I am planning on growing stuff to eat. Um, and last year, I got into it earnestly. Like, I I planted a lot of stuff, but I planted really late in the year because I was getting excited about it kind of in the, in the middle to late summer. So, like, it was late June when I planted stuff. Now, listener, there's a good chance you don't plant and grow your own stuff and that's fine, because I don't think it's a hobby that's shared by a lot of people. But the typical planting season is right around now. And I live in Minnesota, and it gets very cold often. And so our like our planting... A lot of people in, like, southern states from me have already planted their stuff. They planted their stuff two, three weeks ago, because there wasn't the chance of freezing.
0: Because they don't but, live on the wall.
1: Right. But in Minnesota, up here on the wall we have to plant things a little bit later just because there's a chance of freezing. And I am actually, I actually cut it even a little bit early by planting this weekend. For instance, over the next three days, I have to actually cover all of my plants with a fricking tarp to make sure they don't freeze, which is really annoying. It's really annoying, but I got to plant, I planted like f- 40 different veg, vegetable plants,
0: vegetable. Yeah. Those are good.
1: Yeah, I planted about 40 different vegetables. Um, and I'm only growing veggies because at this point in my life, I don't really care about flowers. I don't know. Does that make me a bad person? Because Because like, you, you don't do anything with flowers, right? You, know, you what don't do, you do
0: anything with flowers. What do you do
1: with them? What do you do with them?
0: Make you them beautiful?
1: They grow beautiful. Like, you don't have to do anything if they grow correctly. Yeah,
0: you make them grow. And they just look good. That's it. They look good. Yeah, when you make them look good.
1: I'm into form and function. Well? Form and function
0: this podcast has no function or form so what right. are you doing
1: i am trying to give it form and function i am the ying to your pile of dog shit is what i am so anyway i planted a bunch of vegetables and the watering has started um but we went to it was last year i went to like home depot's nursery to get all my plants which they've got a you know they've got a decent selection of stuff there um
0: <laughs> amateur
1: but this year i went to an actual nursery to which my my uh mother oh my god! Got... enough
0: with the babies we don't care we get it we know you have a nursery my
1: mother-in-law got me a gift card to it over the over the winter so i was able to actually use that and i got that was where i just bought like everything and i bought all these different vegetables and we got a bunch of uh you bunch of call
0: it vegetables again
1: Bunch of that's how you pronounce it. That's the correct pronunciation. Check Webster'sDictionary.com. Okay, I will slash org. Um, And we got a bunch of herbs as well, and so we planted those in a bunch of little pots, and then we planted all the vegetables in these. All all the vegetables are in these two big beds that can grow lots of stuff, and it's going to be really fun. Like I'm really excited for it.
0: You're really still calling them vegetables, aren't you? that's i told
1: you check uh miriam webster.org slash net and you can find all of the information on how to pronounce vegetables
0: so i have the flower growing game on my 3ds it's really fun i grew flowers in it
1: is that Not... plants versus zombies is that the zen garden
0: no nope, pretty sure it's called flower power Actually, I don't know what it's called, but it might be called Flower Power. It's fun-ish.
1: It got is that not, Is that not trademarked by the Super Mario Brothers cartoon? Flower Power? Yeah. Wow. That's what they used to call it when they got Fire Flowers.
0: I mean, it's on Nintendo, so...
1: Is that not trademarked by Lou Ferregno?
0: Do it matter?
1: played Mario?
0: Lou Albano.
1: Yeah, Lou Ferregno's somebody different, isn't he? Look, it doesn't matter. It was a Lou. It was some sort of Lou.
0: That's great. Well, I'm glad that you are planting. It is mid-May, and it is unseasonably cold for mid-May, but global warming is going to kill us all in the next 10 to 15 years, so am not shocked that it's this cold, and that sucks. You know, I, I would love to plant flowers. My mom is a big gardener, and her mom was a huge gardener. My great-grandma was gardening until she was in her mid-90s of age, not temperatures, and... Yeah, always gardens. Always grew up with a really beautiful garden in my backyard. Possibly,
1: she probably grew into her 90s. As, I mean, she she probably planted in like when it was the 90s outside. As well. Yes,
0: so yes, yeah, so she was both over 90 years old and planting outside when in over 90 degree yeah. weather. Yes, yeah, that, I believe that probably happened.
1: Yeah, and I th- I know I get it from my grandfather who tended a huge garden at really both. Oh yeah, yeah. Until he got until he had really failing health from his diabetes. He tended a huge garden, so, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that's definitely where I get it from.
0: Awesome. Well, I was unable to plant instead this weekend.
1: That's because you live in an urban jungle. That's what they call it, right? An urban jungle. A
0: lot of people plant on their back decks in Chicago. Actually, a lot of people. In, like, big plastic bins, Right. No, they, they just like... hang, they hang a little thing over the side of the railing, and they just plant. A lot of people do that. Window hangers and things like that. So why don't you do that?
1: What's wrong with you?
0: A do combination that. of laziness, and there's a bit of a lack of sunlight in my particular staircase, so I don't know.
1: Everybody knows that staircases are the best places to grow plants. Everybody knows that. Gardening 101. Horticulture 101. That's the scientific name for gardening. Is it really? Yeah, it means gardening in Japanese.
0: Wow, good. Thank you for that useless, inaccurate knowledge. It's actually you, not true. Now, when are you going to ask me what I did this weekend?
1: I didn't plan on it. I guess I have to now. What did you do this weekend?
0: You don't have to, but now that you asked, uh, let me pull up my phone, which, by the way...
1: Oh, do you have to check your calendar? Because you were so...
0: Is new. Know. It has a dual camera.
1: Is it? That... Wait, why would you need two cameras on the same side of the phone?
0: Because it's it lighting.
1: What? That doesn't even make any sense. No, it Wait, does. no, really though. Why do you need two cameras on the same side? No, of the really, phone? it makes
0: perfect sense. What really do I sp- do this weekend?
1: My camera's got, or my phone's got three cameras now that I look at it on one side and four cameras on the other. I've got seven cameras on my phone.
0: Well, wow, I must have had the least. Reg- like the least memorable, the least memorable week. I no, memorable oh, was Mother's better. Mother's Day was this weekend.
1: It was this weekend. I
0: went home. That's that. Yeah, okay. It was How come really you didn't fun. ask?
1: How come you didn't ask what my wife did this weekend? You jerk! It was her first Mother's Day, and you. Why didn't you mention
0: it? your wife when you were talking about your weekend? You because jerk? it is
1: not my job. Oh, really? To remind you that I am married. That is not my job. Wait, you're married? You should have probably asked. Actually, I probably should have told you.
0: Did you do anything special for your wife, the mother of your child? John?
1: Yeah, I made her breakfast and bought her a very nice watch. And then we went over to our in-laws and we had steak and lobster for dinner. There. That was it. It was easy. See, you could have just asked me that.
0: We also had lamb shank and lobster for dinner.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, right? Did you have a good did you have a good Mother's Day?
0: Yeah, my uh my dad's been for the last couple of holidays We've celebrated a couple holidays where not all of my siblings could make it back home. So instead of making like a huge pork roast or a huge steak, you know, like all this meat, all this, like a big turkey or whatever, he went to Sam's Club and got some lobster tail, and it's really good. Oh, it
1: it is. It's awesome.
0: It's really good. So, viewer slash listener, if you like lobster at all, Sam's Club lobster tail is legit. And you know it's like it's like ten bucks a piece. Or I, I don't know what it is. It's not super expensive. It's, it's much not less that expensive. Yeah, it's not that much. But it's less than ten bucks a you know a you know. It's still a bit more of a like premium meal or whatever. But it's you know it's not like spending forty bucks on one at a restaurant.
1: Considering the number of times a year that I eat lobster, which this year will be one, I think it's okay to eat that lobster once. No, it's feel, not. I don't super feel bad expensive.
0: about it. It's not super expensive.
1: Yeah. So you so. had a Mother's Day, which was good.
0: That was good, yeah. So I I just went home, visited my mom, saw my grandma, and it was all good. Good. And uh, then did some work on our YouTube channel, which is a perfect, flawless segue into talking about our YouTube channel. That Look was, at what I did.
1: That was flawless. That segue was incredible.
0: Thank you. So over the weekend, uh, so when I visited John in Minneapolis a few weeks ago, we shot a lot of videos of stuff, and I'm I'm working on editing them kind of over time. There's no rush, you know. <laughs> I want to get some more stuff on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Maybe get some people watching us. And one of the videos was our first ever video review, our joint video review, where we sat next to each other and we talked about NES Remix 2, which I will not talk about on this episode of Unqualified Gamers because...
1: Nor did we talk about on the last episode of Unqualified Gamers because...
0: Because we did a... 20 minute video review that's reasonably right. comprehensive about it but i i have since I, I since we recorded it and since i posted it i i thoroughly regret a certain aspect of that video and i think that we have failed as a brand to be unqualified gamers and it that upset me
1: you think we were too qualified
0: it's not that here's what happened And I won't go into the review, but essentially at one point in the review, I say, this game is really bad. And that is something a person would say who thinks they are qualified. Just because I didn't... Because the game wasn't for me doesn't mean that the game was bad. There are, in fact, many people who enjoyed the game. And for us to somewhat definitively claim that the game is bad, I think is a betrayal of our reputation as unqualified gamers. And I wanted to apologize for that.
1: I accept your apology.
0: I was not so, apologizing to you.
1: So thank you for apologizing because it, it has bugged me for a couple of days.
0: So you thank were you. literally part of the problem, if not more than half of it.
1: So um, I do appreciate that, and I see I see you are repentant, and that is good.
0: And it got me thinking because because our good friend and fellow YouTuber, Butterworthy, liked the game, commented that he liked the game very respectfully after watching our review. Thanks for watching, by the way. And he commented and he was like, basically, I kind of like the game. And I thought, and I was like, you know what? Butterworthy, he technically, quantifiably, is more qualified than us because he has 10 times more subscribers than we do. So I'm like, who are we? Well, I guess maybe he validated that we're unqualified by liking the game when we didn't. Sure. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm getting too meta. But either way, he and some other people, you know, enjoyed the game. And it's like, well, they can't enjoy a bad game. So clearly we're not qualified. So maybe maybe we did just validate ourselves.
1: Uh, you can enjoy, I mean, I don't think that's true. You can enjoy bad games. Uh, like, you can enjoy aspects of bad games.
0: Name a bad game that you like any part of.
1: Yeah, I mean, you put me on the spot, I can't think of any I was just rapidly trying to think of things
0: No, what you were doing was, was just making an excuse for your miserable existence and failure as a game show host to be an unqualified gamer
1: Yeah, no, that actually makes me pretty unqualified because I can't think of one off the top of my head I promise you that they're there Um
0: so uh, there I want... are
1: m- multiple. I can promise you there are like multiple old role playing games on PlayStation, for instance, that I like.
0: Do you like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest?
1: I do, I do, and actually, like Saga Frontier is a great example of a.
0: It's not a good a... game. I heard good a... things about Saga Frontier. No,
1: it is not a good game. It's not a good game. It is not a fair game, but I like it.
0: Good by whose standards? Like, did it get slammed by reviewers?
1: Yeah. I think the original, like, may have done well, but the sequels did not, and I liked all of them.
0: Okay, well, whatever you're saying is complete babble and means nothing to me, but I just want to say that I, in the future, and we said at the start of our NES Remix 2 review, this is going to be the worst video review we ever do, because it's the first, and you always have sure. to become better over time. I just wanted to say that... Uh, from now on, w- w- I will be making more of an active effort to state less emphatically whether a game is good or bad, which I think is the problem with many reviewers, and reviews in general, is... And
1: for me, listener, I do not feel bad about telling you to not spend $15 on that game. So Cody and I are maybe at... Y- you need qualifications for, like, every one of your the things that you're saying, right? That's your problem? Like you need a you need to say this is a bad game, but you need to say it's bad because it's fifteen dollars,
0: right? No, I need to say this game isn't for me because there is a there is a quantifiable audience for the game. So and I, I disagree that if a number of people enjoy a game, it can still be a an objectively bad game. And again, I think this is the problem with reviewers. It's like we talked about a few podcasts ago when you were talking about when reading reviews and listening to reviews, it's important to find a reviewer with whom you know you share a lot of the same gaming habits with or maybe the same gaming tastes with. And that's how you kind of find like an authority that you can trust. And that's one thing I think... I think. That in turn, that should mean that reviewers should say, this game isn't for me, or, you know, so on and so forth, instead of this game is bad. Because, let's say, there's a staff member at IGN who reviews role playing games, but a bunch of fps has come out so he gets tasked with reviewing a call of duty game and he hates it and then he says this game is bad well then everybody that goes to IGN is like they see it and they're like oh well he didn't you know he thinks that game is bad but he says i didn't care for this game then that forces you to be like who is this guy that didn't care for this game because if he didn't care for it that means that he has an opinion what's his point of view you click on him see he's the rpg guy you're like oh okay context there you go. For us to say, like, this game is bad, let's say people don't know us, and I, I realize that we are the most famous podcast on the internet, but for the sake of hypothesis, let's say some guy in Mexico or in Brazil watches a video, he, he searches on YouTube, he's like and NDS Remix dur, dur, dur. Th- That wasn't supposed to be an accent, that was just a thing whatever that was. was you kind of nailed it
1: though, that accent was pretty spot on
0: that was Brazilian slash Mexican? Yeah. Okay, great.
1: Everybody Everybody knows that. It
0: so, Duh, really... Duh, NES Remix. Well, oh, qualified gamers. These two are good-looking guys. Click, click. Because they double-click in those countries. Right. And uh, then they go, and then they see us, and we're like, this game's bad, bad, bad. Well, maybe that person's a speedrunner or a uh, high-score runner or whatever, and they're all like, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. But then they see us, and we're like, it's terrible. And you know what I'm saying?
1: kind of because those people I would argue the people that like are in the speedrunning community the hardcore nintendo files those people are going to buy the game and play it regardless of the reviews right so it's like it's like you looking at reviews for final fantasy games you're going to buy all of them You don't need to look at reviews for them. The reviews for those games are kind of not for you. Because no matter what, you're going to buy them. But the people on the fence, the people in the middle, are the ones for whom the reviews are typically the most valuable. And so if there's somebody who's on the fence, and they're like, alright, I've got this $15, and I could spend this on NES Remix 2 or I could spend it on Bastion and have some left over, I would say you should buy Bastion and not NES Remix 2. Because I think objectively, objectively, that is a better game.
0: Well, I mean, Bastion was on both of our Game of the Year lists last year. It's a better game than a lot of games.
1: Sure, and I'm just making that as a... like a... I'm using that as a point. I'm not saying that there's always going to be one one or one other game to spend your money on. But there's a lot of video games. Like, there's a lot of them. So, are that's there like why 10? there's like, ten? Well, there's at least six that I can think of. So, like, if you've got six games that are available to buy, like, and at least two of them cost $15, my point for that review is to say, hey maybe think about not spending it on this game. Like I said, the people that are like well invested in Nintendo products are probably going to buy that game regardless. And unfortunately, I think some of them are going to be disappointed with it still, even though they are like hardcore Nintendo fans. I th- I think it was that bad that
0: I mean, I was, I'm a hardcore Nintendo fan. That's right. why I got the first one.
1: Right. So, but but I think that that reviews tend to be a little more valuable to the people that don't know for sure whether they're going to be to buy, to buy the game. In fact, I think that's kind of a well duh statement to be honest, that like I don't think th- I don't think the people like I didn't I didn't read reviews of Final Fantasy 13 for instance because I always knew I was going to buy it. So I never read a review on it. Why the hell would I? I don't need to know if it's good enough to buy cuz I'm going to buy it no matter what. Interesting. I don't think I'm alone in in the way that I I operate that way either. And, like, movies to me are the same way. Like, if there's a movie that I absolutely am dying to see just from the previews, even if I go to Rotten Tomatoes and that movie has a 25%, I will still go to that movie and probably drag my wife, and she'll probably hate me a little bit for it. But I will still do that because I want to see the movie. Now, that being said, a movie that maybe I don't have a super vested interest in, if I go to Rotten Tomatoes and it shows up as, like, bad, I end up not going to see that movie.
0: Okay. Fine. Well, so I'm, you glad, I'm glad con- we can
1: agree that I'm right, and uh, yeah. and you're not.
0: That's what happened. No, I you can may continue to say that a game is uh, good or bad, and I will, in the future, be mindful to say whether or not the game is for me. And I
1: believe we said that that game is bad, and the reason why it was bad was because it just, it really, it falls short of your expectations for a Nintendo product.
0: It did actually like, fall short of all my expectations.
1: That's that to me is like the big problem with that game. It was it wasn't so much that like it was necessarily a bad game. That a small mini game collection of something like that might be a good product for another company. But like this is Nintendo. And like I'm not used to that coming out of Nintendo.
0: That's true. I am a hundred and ten hours into Pokemon Y. That's Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. I mean I definitively think the 3DS is the best console on the market. Period.
1: Sure, if you want to—I mean, if you want to call it that—I think they, uh, you know, it occupies such a different space from a home console that, like, it's tough to really compare the two.
0: It because nope.
1: portable portable gaming is so different. It's such a different thing. It's awesome, but it's so different.
0: It's not though. These—I mean, some of the RPGs on this thing are. Just as immersive and time-consuming I'm, as a console, a you game know? doesn't
1: have to be time-consuming to be. It's like Pokemon. Pokemon is a different experience. It works. It works on a portable system because there is, because there is not this sweeping narrative story that you have to sit down and engage yourself in each time. It's a very long experience, but it works handheld because the the M.O. of the game is always the same. That's modus operandi. That's Japanese for modus moduses. So, um, modi. So, like, the reason why it works is because you open it up, and it's always I'm going out to find more Pokemon, I'm gonna go get my badges, I'm gonna kill stuff, I'm, I'm gonna make it faint, I'm sorry, we don't kill things in the world of Pokemon, I'm gonna make it faint, uh, and then I'm going to destroy Team Flame, Right or
0: team Team Flare? What is wrong with you? Or
1: team Rocket? Or team Supernova? Okay,
0: bravely default has an immersive story, right?
1: It does, but it's it tends to be it tends. I mean, for one, it's divided into chapters, and two, those chapters are each divided into kind of little vignettes. Final Fantasy Tactics
0: is divided into chapters. I'm not buying it. I don't. I name a game other than Metal Gear Solid, and there are Metal Gear Solid games on the PlayStation Portable that wouldn't work on the 3DS.
1: On the PlayStation... Name games that... Name a name game Ga-
0: that would not work on the 3DS.
1: Hang on. Let me open my Steam library and I can go through 80 of them for you. Okay, really? open
0: your Steam library. I want to really? hear this. Yeah, I want to hear this. I want to know what console game would not be successful on the 3DS because I can think of... like Maybe like Metal Gear Solid 4. i am I'm talking banning in banning insane uh uh insane specs or whatever like let's just pretend it can run whatever
1: okay skyrim
0: why wouldn't skyrim work on the 3ds don't you do quests
1: because you there's when you drop into skyrim which you obviously haven't played it when you drop into skyrim it takes you 20 30 minutes just to get going to, like, get to a destination. To, like, figure out what you're going to do. That kind of thing. Exactly.
0: If you're playing this game in 20-minute chunks, then start going towards the... No, no, there. no.
1: That is the start of going to do something. Yeah, because they close go
0: the 3DS, then keep we open it up later, go another 10 minutes, don't close it, open up... A, like, I just... I No, the 3DS is it. It's it, man. Nintendo's figured it out. I don't know. There's a reason the Game Boy and its descendants has been have been have just dominated the handheld market because they know what they're it's doing a fan,
1: it's a fantastic system and it is by far like the most selling handheld well the 3DS isn't but the DS is right. um, it is by far the most like popular handheld system I don't I mean there's no question about that but it's because there is no competition in the market the PSP like the PSP and the Vita are not they're not competition the
0: PSP had some good stuff it had exclusive God of War titles it had Dissidia
1: are the competition
0: Cell phones are, ish. Your iPad you're... is the competition,
1: right? That is the competition,
0: which is also pretty legit. It's basically a computer, and That's it's still true, doing gamebusters. I, I
1: agree with you. The three DS is a, it's a fantastic system, but the idea that portable gaming is not different than at home console gaming is you're like you're wrong.
0: Nope, I am definitely right about everything.
1: Okay, sure, you're right about everything.
0: So we've agreed that the 3 d s is the best console ever made and most successful and way better than the PlayStation 2 um, no matter how you look at it completely objectively and with that let's transition into let's do our little video game warm up before you talk about about your little stupid video game okay, you ready for the video game warm up
1: I'm ready I'm cool my body, my body is ready
0: your body's never ready for me. <laughs> So hey, we ask every week, what are you playing this weekend, listener? And you said, <laughs> "Go to Mo with the scoreboard, Mo." Just kidding. That was Nickelodeon. You have to
1: talk in an English accent if you're going to be Mo.
0: I'm not going to be Mo. I was throwing to Mo. You have to be Mo.
1: She was never very attractive either.
0: Yeah, I watched some clips, and I was like, she's not though. Uh, she's,
1: yeah, it's that. It's yeah,
0: unfortunate. Anyway. So, what have you been playing, listener? Nora said, I'll be dicking around with some Portal 2 DLC. Uh, there's Portal 2 DLC?
1: I think it's that uh, that endless testing stuff. Endless. They released it for free. They released it for free a while after Portal 2 was released, and it is, um, you know, like they created some sort of algorithm that makes test chambers that are solvable, but they're always different.
0: Oh, so I did not know that was a thing that existed. Yeah. Okay. Kieran said, "I need to get some practice on Aceto Corsa?"
1: Got to be a racing game. That is the also- only thing I can th- That's the only thing I can think of that or a flight sim maybe. This is what makes us unqualified because it's true. we have
0: no idea. It's true. You stumped us, Kieran. I need to get some practice in on Aceto Corsa. Also, made a small upgrade on GPU, so we'll probably run Crisis at some point. And I need to see how well my computer will now cope with GTA 4.
1: Aceto Corsa is a racing sim.
0: You Googled it? Yep. Wow, good job. Wikipedia tell you that? No, Google did. I Googled oh, it. even better. Scott is going to. Uh, Scott Miller, actually. Scott Miller. Newest contributor to Unqualified Gamers, Scott. Yeah,
1: Cody Cody actually put out a call, um, if you didn't see this listener, Cody put out a call about a week ago asking for anybody that wanted to write for the website. And this, this is an open invitation, so this actually is an invitation out to anybody that's listening to us now. If you want to write anything, if you are like an aspiring, uh, you know, novice writer that wants to publish their stuff anywhere just to get recognition from it and get... Readership, We will give you 100% credit. I mean, it's all your stuff. It would just be hosted on our site, and people can read it. So Scott was the first of, hopefully, a few, if we can get multiple people, to write an article for us.
0: Yeah, a couple and, people uh, have replied, and anybody can sign up for a blog spot or a WordPress or a whatever. Right. You, you, obviously, you can write it yourself, but... If you only have ever wanted to write one or two things or you don't want to register for a blog, post one thing and then let it just die or whatever, you know, we have over 8,000 followers on Google+. Plus. I promote our site as often as possible to people. And uh, now Scott has a bio up on our website at, at unqualifiedgamers.com slash about. And uh, his info is there, including a, a link to his website. He started a thing called uh Reason for Gaming and that's got its own site and its own podcast and everything but and hopefully we'll do some more collaborations in the future but he's he's right now contributing some some written articles um so thank you Scott for that. He just wrote a, an op-ed, I'm going to call it an op-ed so it sounds more professional, on why there should be another side scrolling Metroid game, which I can get on board with. Those are pretty good games.
1: Yeah, they're phenomenal
0: games. <laughs> really good games. So uh so Scott penned that for us and that's awesome. And yeah, email us at on un- email us at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail if you're interested. And that being
1: said, I would also take another three D Metroid because Metroid Prime was pr- that that was probably my favorite game of that whole generation of mm. video games.
0: We know, we have you on record. Oh John my god, that game is, is so good. Wet that game is for so Metroid good. Metroid Prime.
1: I am wet for Metroid Prime.
0: John loves Metroid Prime. And
1: Metroid Prime 3. I wasn't so hot on 2, but 3 was great as well, I think. Yeah,
0: agreed. So Scott's been playing Octodad, Deadliest Catch, and Battlefield 4, the video game equivalent of Sweet and Savory. Octodad and Battlefield 4. Okay, I can see that. I, I keep hearing about this Octodad thing. What is that all about?
1: Is is this from the perspective of somebody who, like, do you literally know nothing about it?
0: I literally know nothing about Octodad.
1: okay. So, there was a class uh, in a college kay. that um, was instructed to, like, create a game. Like, their final was to make a game, I, th- I think. Maybe it was a final. Maybe it was, like, a, a year-long project or something. It was something to do with a project they had to do in class. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that they made was Octodad. Did you ever see Animaniacs? Of course. Okay, did you, do you remember the skit for Chicken Boo? No. Chicken Boo was a big chicken, but everybody treated Chicken Boo like a human until the very end of the sketch when they found out it was Chicken Boo was a chicken. And obviously everybody else thought it was a chicken. Like, you as the viewer knew it was a chicken because he looked like a chicken in a suit. Right? Because, like, Chicken Boo went to – he went to go have a job interview, and he was wearing a suit and tie – And you're like, well, that's silly. Chicken Boo's a chicken. He could never get a job. But for some reason, nobody recognized him as a chicken. They all thought he was a person. And so they decided to hire him until he walked out of the job interview and laid an egg on the floor. Whoa, Chicken Boo! And then you found out, oh, my gosh, he's a chicken. He can't be hired for an old man job. You can't hire a chicken for that. Anyway, that is the gag behind Octodad, right? So Octodad, you are a dad. You are also an octopus. But your family doesn't know that you're an octopus. You've you've got a beautiful wife. You've got two children. You do normal dad things like you, you grill like a barbecue. Um, you know, you have to like uh, go to the grocery store and pick up groceries. But you're an octopus? Which, like, it makes it harder to be... And, like, people don't know you're an octopus. You're an octopus in a suit. And it's very apparent to the player that you are an octopus. How have you not heard about this game? It's very, like, like you as the player, you're like, well, obviously he's an octopus. I'm controlling his tentacles. Also, his head is the head of an octopus. But everybody else in the world, for some reason, thinks you're a human. And the goal of the game is to do these various objectives, like go to the grocery store and pick up a can of beans and other stuff. Uh... And you have to not alert the rest of the world to the fact that you're an octopus. So there's like a skepticism meter or something that increases as you do stupid shit like knock over your grill, because you're an octopus on land, and they normally live in water. So the cool thing about the game, I, this is, again, this is from perspective of somebody who knows about it but has never played it, the cool thing about the game is the way the game controls is completely clumsy on purpose so you control two two of the octopus's tentacles and with like one stick you you control like the vertical motion of it and with the other you control like the the horizontal it's i don't actually know I don't actually remember exactly how it's controlled. But it is it is controlled in such a way where, like, it is completely unintuitive and ultra-clumsy. And even, like, walking around makes you makes you look ridiculous. Because you're an octopus and you're walking around. Oh, you have to get married. That's one of the things you have to do in the game. You have to, like, walk down the aisle with your bride and get married. Whatever. Um, It's not easy to do when you're an octopus. So, um... Like, the the controls are specifically made for you to not be able to engage them well. Just like Surgeon Simulator. Have you ever heard of that game? Yeah. Surgeon Simulator is a game where you, you you control it with the keyboard, and, like, there are four different keys for each different finger, and then there's one key for your thumb of one hand, and then the other hand has its own keys as well, so, like, it's really difficult to move the hand around and engage stuff and grab it. Um, that's similar concept here uh, with Octodad so like you just have to make sure you don't get discovered is the big thing and it's really difficult because you're constantly knocking over the grill when you're grilling burgers or you accidentally jump on top of the table because you're an octopus and you have eight tentacles you're worried about controlling so that is Octodad Deadliest Catch and I can't believe you've ever heard of that like it's a fantastic story it's a group of kids that like just designed this game out of nowhere and it took off and they made money off it and stuff
0: dadliest catch dadliest catch is what he typed it sound i, I had heard of it i just didn't know that any of that that was masterfully told that was masterfully told bravo i can't
1: believe, i can't believe you don't remember chicken boo from I, no, Animaniacs. I, I
0: liked that show, but I don't, I don't remember things. I just remember Bef- the grandma that used to hit people with her car.
1: Before That show was so freaking good. Before we go further, Sir John Oldcastle, or I should say Sir Oldcastle, writes, How is DDP Yoga going?
0: Yeah, I saw that question. Um, I am on hiatus from exercising and taking care of my body until further notice.
1: <laughs> well done. That's actually a fantastic answer.
0: It's not. It's not a good answer at all. Uh, I... I've been busy with other stuff. I'll start exercising again soon. It's not like I got fat or anything, so we're good.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: (sighs) Back to what our... uh, Thank you for that question, Sir Oldcastle. Back to what our listeners have been playing. Miles has been playing Assassin's Creed 3 DLC, Stanley Parable, Payday 2, and Thomas Was Alone. What's Thomas Was Alone?
1: That's an... That's an... Indie game with an androgynous shape as the main character that's like a selling point. I don't know, it's a side scroller something. Thomas S- is a square, like a, a blue
0: square. Okay, sounds made up. Pepe or Pepe, probably Pepe, P E P E, was playing. It's
1: a way better way to pronounce that name. Right,
0: was thinking South Park, The Stick of Truth, and probably MK9. And Injustice as well. That's not Mortal Kombat 9, is it? I think it is. Did they seriously come out with a 9?
1: Well, I think I think they rebooted it as The Mortal Kombat. That's a lie. They didn't actually do that. They I don't know should. what it's called.
0: They should do that.
1: Yeah, I don't actually know what it's called, but yes, there is a relatively new Mortal Kombat.
0: You heard about Injustice and- 2 got announced, right?
1: I believe that. And the same company that did Injustice also did Mortal Com- the new Mortal Kombat. So like that's the same company that did those both
0: correct John is fitting to uh, John J O H N not you
1: No I don't play anything
0: anymore Right John is fitting to level up in Skyrim again and perhaps connect golf I miss shooters but have old titles maybe Halo 3 or Modern Warfare 3 just for fun
1: That's definitely more of your realm of expertise
0: Not connect golf
1: That's all you do is connect golf
0: That's true Uh let's see and uh... And finally, Christopher, who also uh, has expressed interest in writing for UnqualifiedGamers.com. Christopher, other than shunning Google+, and Twitter, and then in parentheses, great game, but it's hard to play for more than a few days, I played Soul Calibur 4, Skyrim, Mario Kart Wii, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Minecraft, and Puzzle Quest.
1: Nice. I played the hell out of Puzzle Quest. You did? A long time ago. Oh, yeah,
0: Puzzle Quest Warlords or whatever.
1: Yeah, I've actually played both the – I destroyed both the first and the second Puzzle Quest. Me too.
0: Yeah, those were good. Those were solid. They were. Mario Kart Wii was super fun, but I I liked Double Dash better.
1: I actually like Double Dash. Double Dash might be one of my – They might actually be my favorite Mario Kart.
0: See, and I have fond memories of Double Dash because I played it with my roommate at the time, John, and so we always co-opt it.
1: Oh, yeah, and in co-op, that game was really great. It was
0: amazing co-op. It was fun. I have, it was. Why did you... Who did Did you play it with, somebody? Or did you, yeah. you just... Oh, okay.
1: I don't remember who. I mean, it came out forever ago. It was on the GameCube, so I think I was probably still at Drake. So that's I probably cute. played it at Drake.
0: Yeah. Double Dash was amazing, though. Yeah. And I have Soul Calibur 4 on GameCube, I think. That's the one with Link in it, right?
1: I thought that was 2. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure that's Soul Calibur 2. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. I guess I'm dating myself. Well, nobody else will. <laughs> Hey-o! <laughs> all right. Well, hope my neighbor's not home. <laughs> and that is what y'all have been playing this weekend. Thanks for letting us know and comment again later when we post this on UnqualifiedGamers.com or on YouTube, and uh, we'll talk we'll about you it next air. week. Yeah. And uh, finally, John play the video game. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's all the time we have.
1: That's that's about it actually. That's perfect. That's a bad face. So I finally did get to start a new video game. Part of my problem is that Diablo three is not the video game that I started, but Diablo three has such a satisfying end game for me that like I just don't. I, I kind of when I sit down and I've got twenty to thirty minutes to play something, which is kind of the time chunk that i have right now to play video games right it is like the perfect game because i can knock out a few bounties which is their new system that i've explained before in this podcast and then be done so that's awesome right um and so i've been playing a lot of that and like i they do this wonderful scaling difficulty thing where they have they basically have five different difficulty settings, but the fifth difficulty setting is divided into six separate difficulties. So they have 10 different difficulty settings, ultimately. And so like you get to the final difficulty and you can slowly ramp that up to increase the chance of dropping good loot, but you have to have good loot to increase the difficulty so as you're getting good loot you can start to increase the difficulty and it always feels challenging you can always find a difficulty that feels challenging for your character and i get the impression that like even if i was fully maxed out in gear i could still get a great challenge from the final difficulty setting at that point i probably won't want to play that character anymore but hey i've got five other character classes to play and it's going to take me a really long time to like max out a character like a really long time Anyway, I've been playing a lot of Diablo three because I've just I've found it, and they just updated it with a new patch that makes the end game even more satisfying because they've kind of balanced a bunch of stuff, um, especially with like the economy in the game because there was some money issues. They've done some great stuff. It's great. If you still don't have Diablo three, I can't recommend it enough. I have probably played that game more over the past, I don't know, years since it came out in last May I want to say, than I have played. Any other game, I think. Really, 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 really,
0: including Hearthstone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, way, way more than Hearthstone over the past year, easily, easily. Yeah. Um, but I did get to start Batman Arkham Origins, which has been on my list for a long time. Um, I come from this from the perspective of I loved the first two Rock City Batman games. I loved Arkham Asylum. I loved Arkham Asylum. I loved Arkham Asylum. That game was fantastic uh f- for me. I liked Arkham City a lot. I did not I was not as fond of it as I was Arkham Asylum. I actually thought that the open world concept of that game hindered it. I actually didn't like that part of it. Um like in the first in the first Batman game it was just you working through this kind of very small, very tight uh uh,
0: claustrophobic sto-
1: story. Yeah, it was in some parts it was claustrophobic, but it was just a very tight story, and like the pacing was fantastic. Like it felt like a comic book. It felt like a, the first one absolutely felt like a comic book to me when I was playing it because they crafted it that way. It all took place in this very small area, right? In the second one, in Arkham City. There was a lot of like open world exploration. They added a ridiculous amount of Riddler trophies to go find, and like to do that, it took a lot of a lot of time away from the main story. And when you when you did that, it it no that definitely no longer felt like a comic book experience to me. Um, Arkham City didn't. So, okay. and they made some they made some some weird changes between those two games regarding. Something like even like the u i this is getting into very nitty gritty, but like in the first Arkham Asylum, your health meter, for instance, was like the bat symbol, and it was filled with white that was kind of like uh it it looked like grainy like it it looked very stylized, and when you would get injured, like that bat symbol would there'd be some white that disappeared out of the bat symbol until it was gone. You probably don't remember that it was a little touch in the second game in Arkham City. They replaced that bat symbol with like a metered gauge that was like it was like divided into into different you know like twenty different beads that went down, but it didn't like look like a comic book anymore so like they were- v- they're very intentionally like moving away from that from from that descript like that that's not what they're going for anymore they're not going for. The comic book feel anymore now that being said Arkham Origins is a lot like Arkham City in fact it is like a clone of Arkham City with a new story so it starts off you're Batman and they don't give you an indicator at all that you're playing a prequel but you're playing a prequel you don't know this you just know you're playing a Batman game that kind of has the same engine as the other Batman games, but it takes place before anything else has happened in the rest of the Rocksteady City series. Well, it
0: is called Arkham Origins.
1: That is the only clue you have though.
0: It's a bit of a clue. It's in the uh, name. Yeah, but,
1: but I don't know how to read anymore that good. So I don't anymore have to read good. You don't
0: anymore need to read. That is our new that is our new motto.
1: Yeah. And so I, you know, I I knew this was a prequel just because of the buzz I had heard about it, but I think you're... I think it would be easy to walk into this not understanding that, because it's not kind of anywhere in the start of the game. But it starts off that uh, Black Mask, who is a... kind of your standard Kingpin style supervillain, just has ties to the underworld, um, has put a bounty out on Batman's head. It's Christmas Eve, And he's hired eight assassins to kill you. And it is your job to, I guess, figure out why. I I don't know. It's not really clear. Alfred, Alfred actually says something pretty funny that you think about as a reasonable person. It's like, he says like, Bruce, I, or he never says Bruce. He says, Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, I hope you know that, uh, like nothing will happen tonight. If you, if you just choose not to leave and, like, fight these assassins. And Batman's like, oh, well, it's gonna put other people in danger. So he leaves. And he goes into the city, and, like, it is then your job to stop these eight assassins, I assume. Um, so far, I have just done, like, the first main story story beat where you gotta go find the penguin, and I'm, I'm in his lair, and I'm looking for the penguin right now. But it uses the exact same engine that Rocksteady used for their games, only it kind of ramps it up in terms of like the number of of goons you're fighting so the best part to me about the batman games was the combat like i just absolutely love they they've got this system that they like coined back when arkham asylum came out called free flow combat right and it has since been in a lot of other games um that are not rock steady games notably like sleeping dogs used it this open world game that square enix made they used it but like a lot of other games have used it now because it's so fun so basically batman's got moves that he he uses on a one-to-one ratio with the number of button presses you do and you basically have complete control over where he moves on the battlefield so like 12 guys will jump you and let's say they're all just regular goons You hit the X button to perform some sort of attack. It's like your standard attack. And based on the context of the world and the area in which you're fighting, Batman will do different stuff. For instance, you'll hit the X button and he'll elbow a dude in the stomach and the guy will keel over. While holding that same direction, you'll hit the X button again and there'll happen to be like a a piping that is right next to you. Batman will pick up the guy's head and slam it into the pipe just because the pipe is there. Now, if there wasn't a pipe there, if instead there was a solid wall, Batman would instead throw the guy into the wall at a completely different angle, and it would look different. But what it does is, by it's with using very easy, simple, single-button presses, it makes you feel like you are in the middle of a comic book a large scale like comic book fight and it makes you feel like the biggest badass. Like I don't think there has been a a fighting game beat em up style um adve- adventure adventure game even like Assassin's Creed. I don't think there's been a game that has just nailed melee combat like the Batman games have nailed it. <clears> throat> so throat> I I have always come to the Batman games for that. And what Arkham Origins does is it really ramps up like the number of people you're fighting from the very outset? They throw like 15 people at you, and like they've got this great counter system where they'll like a guy's a guy's head will light up with blue lightning bolts, showing that he's about to attack you. And if you hit the counter button, basically at any point in any animation, Batman will find a way to counter that guy's attack. And it always it looks. You know there's like 10 different 15 different counter animations so like no matter what the context of that guy's angle of attacking you it always like makes sense in the world and so it just it all it all it is a free-flowing combat system and provided you use your reflexes um and you have good reflexes you can like make 120 hit combos in these large groups of people knock everybody out and just feel like... You feel like the biggest badass. Like, Batman... It just makes you feel like the biggest badass is Batman. So, they totally still nail that, and I expect that they would uh, because it is literally just Rocksteady's engine just given to a different company to make this game. This is not a Rocksteady game. This is a different company that is making this game this time.
0: Bebop? Um, Is it Bebop?
1: So far the game feels kind of it, it feels it to me it feels way too much like Arkham City like it feels like exactly like Arkham City. The city is divided into different quadrants like they've got different like little mini side stuff to do into, into those different quadrants so like rather than the Riddler there's Enigma and Enigma has Enigma puzzles which are Riddler, they are Riddler puzzles and you go, there's like he's got various people in the different sections of the map that like, you can go beat up and they'll give you the information and that fills out your map to then go and solve the Enigma puzzles so like there's that um, and that's basically all I've kind of unlocked so far as far as the mini the mini games go but it other than like the fact that the combat is so fun I do not see this game doing literally anything different than the other Batman games and maybe that's all they were going for but when this game came out, I think that would be personally asking a lot to charge like a full price for the game. Because it was quite literally the same game as well, Batman Arkham City.
0: I, I, I thought you said you heard in the initial reviews that Arkham Origins was more combat-oriented and less open-world exploring? Or...
1: And so I did when I, I, when I first heard about it. But there's a lot of open-world there, and there's a lot of traversal. Like a lot of traversal, and so when they send you, and they have they have um, done a smart thing, and they have put in fast travel to different areas. That's however, nice. you, however, you have to unlock it. Now, that's cool because I think you normally have to. I mean, in almost every video game, if there's fast travel, you have to kind of unlock it area by area. Um, but they hide it behind these enig- these enigma puzzles that. Um, you don't. You have to have certain equipment to unlock them that you get throughout the story. So you can't just go unlock them to fast travel conveniently across the map, which I I would prefer to do. Instead, you have to wait to get like the correct equipment from playing the game to then go unlock the fast travel to different areas. Because like I would like to just be able to unlock everything and then just fast travel wherever I needed to go to get through the story. Right. Because in ge- in general, I like the story in these Batman games.
0: Yeah, I didn't love the story in Arkham City.
1: Yeah, I, Arkham I loved City's it
0: till the end.
1: Yeah, that with the Joker thing. The Arkham, the Arkham City story wasn't nearly as strong as Arkham Asylum, which was I thought awesome. Yeah, it was like really said, good. Like I said, I thought that one just completely felt like a comic book to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm way too early in Arkham Origins to have any kind of verdict on the story. So far, it has been really generic. It's like, Black Mask did this. I need to go find the Penguin to tell me where Black Mask is. And, like, the first four hours of the game is finding the Penguin.
0: Does he still speak in a Cockney accent?
1: Of course he does.
0: Seriously? Didn't... I talked yeah. about this on my on my uh, Arkham City review, didn't I?
1: I don't remember. He does have a Cockney accent, though. He absolutely does. He's
0: not Cockney! The Cobblepot family has been in Gotham for generations. There is yeah, nothing look, Cockney about him in any Cabo of his origins. So, it
1: sounds so English. Andy wears a monocle. Like, you have to have a Cockney accent if those things are true.
0: Oh, yeah. So if you have a monocle, you have to have a Cockney accent. Exactly. Watch your hang right, That's, I Joe, that's right. uh, I'm You're get, not I'm wearing go a
1: monocle. Like I said, you can get a monocle and then you can talk in a Cockney accent. So, but yeah, I mean, that's just, it's kind of what happens. Like, rich Uncle Pennybags in the Monopoly game? Dude's a freaking Cockney. He's right? not that's, a Cockney. He has money. That's why nobody likes him. That's why nobody likes him.
0: Uncle Pennybags is also not a
1: mustache. Cockney. Yes, he is. That's no. His, he, he wears a monocle and a top
0: hat. He's Southern. He's a prospector. He's he a gold a prospector.
1: And a top hat. That's what he golden
0: is a, oil prospectors he wear. Is
1: absolutely cockney. Oh Hang my on.
0: god!
1: Absolutely cockney. We don't have top hats yet. That's coming in the next patch. Well, uh, graduation hat'll have to do. Cockney through and through, governor.
0: I literally can't handle you right now. I really so, can't.
1: So, anyway, I'm too early. I'm too early in. But the 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 pacing. I miss the pacing of Arkham Asylum, and like I, I think what's happening is I'm really just chasing that dragon, because like I have such fond memories of that game. But it was paced so well; it was such a great game, and the the pacing is just not there. Like I have, I really have spent like the first three or four hours of this game just getting to the penguin. I haven't even gotten to him yet, and it's like the first part of the game, yeah. The very first part of the game, you know. I'm like twelve percent into the game, so. (sighs)
0: Well, that's that's unfortunate. Did you um, did you think that Metroid Prime Two and Three were as good as the original?
1: I did not. I thought Three was closer to being as good to, as the original than than Two. I thought Two was kind of a misstep.
0: The Two, I liked. I it was hard to know where to go at some points, and I don't like yeah. games where you kind of get stuck because you don't know where to go. That's a, a big pet peeve for me. And I yeah, I, just I mean a lot of the like...
1: Metroid game is about. I mean a lot of Metroid is is about exploration. But I I agree with you. Like there was it was a little it was a little less intuitive. But I thought 1 and 3 were both great.
0: Yeah. So same kind of thing with Batman apparently. You loved Asylum but
1: I loved Asylum. I I'm feeling very similar to Origins as I did about City. And maybe the story will will kind of change, but I mean Joker's such a cool villain black mask is just your he's your standard like uh, him being the the main villain and who knows you know maybe joker will show up maybe that's like the big twist but him being the main villain it's like he's just he's he's just a mob like he's a mafia leader right i mean like he's not that interesting
0: yeah that makes sense
1: so now, all of the other super villains are really interesting so like hopefully that all kind of because there's eight, you gotta like fight eight bosses, right? So, but hopefully they will all kind of keep the the interest going. But Joker, a Joker is such a great villain. I just I understand why they probably couldn't use him again.
0: So you are basically playing Batman, Mega Man, Arkham Origins, because there are know. eight Master Robots you have to fight.
1: Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, that's so. if
0: Joker good. shows up, and that's the big quote unquote twist. Is that is that like how do you feel about? About the tried and true villain always being the villain, right? Because I had I had mixed feelings on this when I was playing either Wind Waker or Twilight Princess when there's some kind of evil... Well, less with Wind Waker, more with Twilight Princess. There's some evil bad guy and you're like, okay, here's the new villain, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, up oh, it's Ganon again. It's Ganon again. And uh, the same thing with... The later Mega Man games, you know, like it's Dr. Cossack. Just kidding, it's Dr. Wily. Oh, it's Proto Man. Just kidding, it's Dr. Wily. Like, you know, there are a lot of games that kind of are afraid to get away from their mainstay villain, but at the same time it's what the fans want. Like, I want to fight Ganon. I wanna no, want to want to with Ganon. Was,
1: but those particular games, with those particular franchises, with Zelda and with Mega Man, there is so much legacy there that like, I it's like Mario fighting Bowser. Like, Like, it's what it's what you have. It, it's what like you have to do. Like it's what the game. It's what they like base the game
0: on. Yeah, for some right? reason, I mean, Mario fighting Bowser has never bothered me. I've always been fine with that. Like that's, I don't know why. It just maybe it's the cartooniness. Like like Zelda, I guess I feel was more. This- I
1: mean, you get to you get to the later Mega Man's, and it's like you like even when they don't announce to you that Doctor Wily is the villain, you just know because you've you've Doctor Wily's been doing this for years. So, I mean, you know that it's going to have to be Doctor Wily that you fight.
0: Sure, and, um, and that's,
1: I mean, and just like with Zelda, there are so many Zelda games, and, like you just know that it's going to be Ganon. It has to be Ganon.
0: Well, and you don't fight Ganon in Skyward Sword, strictly speaking. So, and I loved the end of Skyward Sword. That that final part is unbelievably good. So, you know, I, I don't want to use just those as examples, but but. I I think it's interesting that
1: there's not enough pedigree for them to make Joker the villain in every single Batman game. So there's not eno- there's not enough because Rocksteady like rebooted Batman. Like their their Batman is the first like good Batman game maybe ever. I don't know. I don't have a lot of history. I don't have a lot of experience with the history of Batman video games, but like they've had two games. Rock Rocksteady's had two games. That's not enough to... To me, that is not enough to make, like, a... A legacy villain. So- right? Especially... Especially when you're talking about a superhero who, like, by definition, has so many wonderful villains and supervillains to come in contact with. Like, that's, like, the hallmark of superheroes. It's not like Mega Man was a superhero... Right, and Doctor Wiley was one of many supervillains. I mean, just in the pantheon of comic books, like Batman fought tons of villains. So they've got so much to choose from. So more than anything, like with a with a franchise like Batman, with uh, an intellectual property like Batman, it would be kind of disappointing if it was always the Joker. I guess. That being I'm... said, that being said, I think Black Mask. Kind of is kind of lame. He's just kind of lame.
0: I get what you're saying. I guess what I'm asking is if there is a reveal and it turns out to be Joker, will you be excited and be like, oh, sweet, I get to fight the Joker again? Or will you be like, oh, they kind of just put him in there because we expected it?
1: It depends on how they implement it, right? It could be awesome. It could be awesome.
0: Sure. I'm it could to th- be not awesome. There are other franchises that, you know, yeah, there I are, do know there are other franchises that have done this where you'll kind of definitively beat a villain, but then they'll come back because, um, they have to. Cause whatever. I don't. I don't really know, and I I can't think of any. I can think of literally zero games that do this, other than of course you know Nintendo properties, and that makes sense. Like that makes sense again Bowser makes sense you should fight Bowser I guess uh, and the only one I can think of is like Sigma in Mega Man X which is using basically the same series Mega Man like I didn't like the idea to fight Sigma again it's like how many times can you bring back Sigma why do you keep bringing him back like well, what you...
1: I mean they kind of had no choice <laughs> so it's good the, I would actually be okay like I would be okay with the Joker if if it was done well if they juice him with Bane's juice and he gets super buff again, that would be really dumb. Like, that would be dumb. So, because Bane is in this game. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it. It so far it's been good. I'll keep play. I will keep playing it because the combat is so satisfying. I freaking love the combat of the Batman games. Uh, Just, like, solid, great gameplay overall. But, like, there's so... All they really need is to put an awesome story in there, and they would have, like, some of the best games ever. Ever, I think. Just because that combat system is so strong on its own.
0: So, I guess if you love the combat system so much, I think then the next logical question is, then why don't you marry it? You care to answer that question? I'm not. I'm going in my phone and looking up my Facebook profile so that I can remember what video games i've played so that i can finish having this stupid conversation about villains with you because it's really bothering you now it's really bothering you now it's really bothering you now obviously it is is bothering
1: me i'm getting pissed off
0: while i while i learn about myself i believe we have another question uh from a viewer that we could ask that we is being you know what i'm saying
1: I think the question actually is more up your alley because you are a bigger uh, voice acting fan. But mm-hmm. the question is, what is Troy Baker up to these days?
0: That is a good question. I'm so I would recommend you go to there's this there's this kind of newer website. It's kind of growing traction these days. It's it's Google.com. G o o g l e,
1: like a gaggle of geese. Yeah.
0: And then go to Google.com and type in Troy Baker, and then his profile will come up, and you will come up with a list of things he's done or is doing, and then you can you can figure that out because I don't know. But good question if you're into terrible questions. Did that answer your question? I thought
1: you loved Troy Baker. Like, I thought you had a thing for Troy Baker.
0: Um, You know, I loved him as Joel in The Last of Us. I thought his voice acting was exceptional, no less than exceptional, right. and uh, however, I did not like him as Snow in Final Fantasy thirteen, the Lightning Returns, the Fabula Nova Crystallis series, uh-huh. so I was not a fan of that particular character as voiced by him in that game.
1: What about Kiefer Sutherland as, so- as Solid Snake? Are you excited for that?
0: You know... I was at first pretty upset, but these days I don't care as much. Also, can't find what video games I like on Facebook Mobile, so that's exciting. But I, you know, Drew I think Baker... there's a
1: good. Ch- I think there's a good chance that Kiefer Sutherland is going to tell Chloe that we need to go now in Metal Gear Solid. Okay, so
0: I didn't watch Twenty Four, and thus I don't care. Or know what you're talking about.
1: Well, hopefully some listener will appreciate that joke.
0: Well, let's hope that one listener got your terrible joke that I didn't appreciate. So, I can't think of any other examples... Of of recurring villains? Of recurring villains. Other than Ganon, Bowser, and Dr. Wily. That seems wrong. Shouldn't there be more?
1: There's probably a lot of Nintendo properties
0: no but that's fine like DDD doesn't even he's not even the villain in that many things like I mean Nintendo only really does it the most with Zelda and Mario and it doesn't bother me at all ever when they do it I like there was a twinge of me being bothered I think in Wind Waker because I was like oh Ganon again and then well
1: I mean to be fair how many games are I'm sorry how many franchises have as many games as those Nintendo franchises
0: Right, no, I'm not even knocking Zelda. I'm just saying I remember having that feeling once ever, basically, where I'm like, oh, I hope they don't just bring back that same villain because it's the familiar villain, and I was hoping that wouldn't happen with Batman. This really is a conversation I apparently was not prepared to have, and thus we will not continue to have it.
1: Making us unqualified gamers. Yeah,
0: we're really unqualified. I'm extra unqualified today, so... Kind of par for the course. I cannot believe I can't think of any... Name a video game.
1: Risen 2.
0: Name a video game anyone but you has ever heard of. Risen. Back on your monitor.
1: Oi, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Okay.